Hello, welcome back to Turf Talk. Grade 1 action is back this weekend. It's the Clarence House at Ascot. Fingers crossed as well. There'll be a good card up at Haydock. Hopefully it'll be on the Peter Marsh meeting. And some tidy racing at Taunton as well. To go through it with me, as per usual, is of course the big man James Watson. Hello. Are we doing well, Lou? Yeah. Yeah, steady away. Happier than I was this time last week. Well, that's a positive. Well, that was a nice chat. Horses. <laughs> as, as we all know, and all listeners have turfed up by now, that Lewis loves an introduction. Um, yeah, let's talk about horses. Uh, briefly, Jim, anything you want to mention from last weekend? Uh, I guess Adrimal, the winner of the grade and novice hurdle at Warwick, on the blind side, uh, part of my nap, couldn't got the job. I had quite a good weekend as well, Imperial Alcazar, Sky Pirate winning as well. You'd have done all right if you'd have gone in with me on everything last weekend, but I say it's, it's, it's one of the mid-January, middling weekends, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's not exactly the vintage renewals. And Next Destination was a nice winner beating Fiddler on the Roof, who ran uh, better. Sky Pirate, as you mentioned, did well, and I'm not 100% sure about Adrimel still. I'm, I've still got my worries. Uh, Market Riz and Edward Stone was in, an impressive winner, and it, he looks back to form over... Uh, hurdles and it, like you said it was just one of them their weekends and, and of course Envoy Alain uh, having a bit of a school round at Punchestown after Asterian for Longfell at the first so a bit of a mere weekend but I, I'm really looking forward to this weekend I, I think they're both nice cards at Taunton uh, Haydock and Ascot and I'm looking forward to previewing yeah Envoy Alain's race was just peak racing wasn't it Everyone looking forward to it all weekend. A real clash of the titans. And uh, it lasts for 30 seconds. Fantastic. Uh, you, couldn't have, you couldn't have wrote it, but I don't think anyone was shocked. No, not at all. Uh, what happened? Uh, Drill Deal went the different way in the market as he normally does as well. Drifted from five's opening show out to 22 to 1. And won the Moscow flyout for Ronan McNally as well. Uh I admire the shithousery. Yeah, and I love a bit of Ronan McNally, and I'm glad that um, he's got a grade two with a drill deal. Uh, I'm I'm not sure about the form of that race, and I'm not sure about the horse, but they might as well have a go at Cheltenham, mightn't they? Yeah, of course. I'd, I'd go middle distance. I'd go Ballymore. Yeah, he, he looked. He was. He stayed on strongly, didn't he, last time? Yeah, he, oh, he's, yeah, he's won over two sticks as well. He'll have no problem with that trip. Uh, don't quite have the pace to be out and out two miler for me, but he's a Ronan McNally horse, isn't he? So he might, you know. How how are we meant to predict? <laughs> if, if he runs seventh in a cellar, then that means that that's a perfect prep for a Ballymore. It will be. It will be. That's what me and you need to try and do. We need we need to try and buy an ex Ronan McNally horse. <laughs> What, out of a cellar? And, and win everything with it. <laughs> if we're not millionaires, Jim, this time next year, something has gone completely wrong. Uh, this weekend, though, the big race is the Clarence House Chase Grade 1 at Asker, over two miles per little hog. 11-8 favourite to beat Waiting Patiently at 5-2. Deffy Desoy at 9-2. 14's First Flow, 16's Fanny on Destreval, 18's Duke de Genève. And 33 to 1 Bondor, and you can back the outsider of the eight, the Patriot, at 80 to 1. 
Jim, I think it should be quite simple for, for, for Politolog. Yeah, you've sort of got the three big guns, haven't you? And then there's the rest of them that need to step up. And Politolog is probably the, the leading English uh, participant going into the Queen Mother Champion Chase um, at this current time. And what he did last time uh, at uh, Sundown in the Tingle Creek uh, was very... Well, he, he, he got the job done in the end. Uh, I, I'm a massive fan of Grenadine, and I, I'm sure that a bit of time when he's back and he'll, he'll be a better horse. But the, the race he dominated jumped so well. Um, Harry Skelton's not on him this time. Is that a worry for you, Lou? No, not really. It's, I mean, it's it's not like a bad thing having Harry Cobden on board, isn't it? It's not like he's you know Harry Skelton's off and he's being replaced by Jay Watson. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be more worried if Politolog was being ridden by me. No, they got Jason Watson there either as well. Even, even <laughs> though it's a slightly different discipline, I'm sure he'd do a fine job if he was asked to. He'd be three uh, times as good as me. Look, you're right in saying Politolog's the leading two-miler in Britain at the minute. Second favourite for the champion chase. I think we know exactly about where he is. He's now got the highest ever official OR after he won the Tingle Creek. He's now rated 169, which is a career high. Uh, but it's fair. This probably is a better race than the Tingle Creek. You'd like to have fought Ruby from Grenatine with a sexy up-and-comers who might have been able to put it up to the big boys. Weren't quite at that level yet. Waiting patiently is so, and he's been really, really good in his last two runs, stepping him down a mile here. What do you reckon? I think he's fascinating in this. Um, I've, I've been of the opinion that I thought two miles might be on the sharp side of him, but stepping him back to two miles here, given what the ground conditions are going to be, I certainly don't think it's a, a stupid thing to do. It's nice to see that he's coming out so fresh and well after his second behind Froden in the King George, because he's a horse that we, we all sort of know about that's had his problems. Uh, having only 14 starts at the age of 10, that says it all really for you. But he's a horse with massive potential, and he's run with so much credit um, last time out. And just to show the fire still in the belly, and, and he was third in last year's Tingle Creek behind Defy de Soy and Earn de Soy, and he was, uh, and he was, he was not... He was getting there, but he he wasn't um, flying on, which always asks the question, why did why would they step him up to three miles? I thought that was a weird decision. Um, but the, they rolled the dice and it paid off. And he's almost like a wild card, because we still don't, really don't know the potential that he has because he's had so little racing. And I'm, I'm fascinated, in by, fascinated by him in this. And I think 5-2 is a fair enough price as well. If there, if there was a bit of 11-4 around the other day, which I think was respectable. And if he goes anywhere near that price, I'm, I might be backing waiting patiently. I think he's definitely the biggest threat to the favourite. I'm just not 100% sure as well whether he's as effective over two miles as he is over, over two and a half. You know, when they sent him chasing, really, you know, he made his first two starts over two miles, but they were you know, low enough grade northern novice chasers. He beat uh, Forrest Beard, who's a usual horse of Brian Ellison, second time up. But, you know, it wasn't quite top-class form. Obviously, they, they took things slowly with him, so 
you know, tell that with a pinch of salt. But, but when he did start to look like a genuinely top-class animal, it was when he was running over two and a half. After he ran in the King George as well, I remember, uh, did I not see Ruth Jefferson say the plan would be Ascot Chase, then Cheltenham, rather than the Clarence House? So I'm say. not... Yeah, I'm, I'm just not... Well, I can't say I'm not sold on him as a two-miler because I think, you know, we know he goes well at Ascot. He's clearly got very, very good form over two miles, as shown by his third in the Tingle Creek. I find him a hard horse to assess, though. I feel like, is, is he the sort of horse who's very good at a lot of things, but maybe not quite top class at any? Yeah, I can understand that. And that, and that may come across as an insult, but I don't think he I think he's a... a fairly decent animal and if he is going to win a grade one I think this might be his opportunity I'd, look, if, if he goes to Cheltenham I hope he runs in the Ryanair I don't think he'll win a champion chase no I hope he goes Ryanair but the question mark is we've still never seen him round Cheltenham will he act on, on that sort of uh, course sorry um, we've, we've seen him at Ascot and that's when he's at his best he'll need to be at his best to be winning a Ryanair Oh, I don't. I'd be surprised about uh, if he didn't uh, go go well at Cheltenham. I see no no reason why that should be an issue to him. If I'm honest, uh, do you give any chance to Deffy the Soy? Well, the, the sort of yard vibes at the minute have been quite positive, haven't they? Every time you see Philip Hobbs, uh, Richard Johnson on telly, he's always Brimming saying they've they've just just got him back, um, which he'll need to have because he was so disappointing in the Queen Mother Champion Chase last year. Obviously, with Chacon Porcelain being pulled out, uh, it was almost an open goal for him, and he he was severely disappointing. And he was exactly the same in the Schlur. But this stable have have had the problems with Deffy before, haven't they? Um, after he was so good in his juvenile season, he flopped in his hurdle season. But they, they've soon sort of bounced him back here. And I wouldn't be surprised if he did bounce back here. But it'd be a hesitant bet uh, if I was putting any of money on. Because I, I, as, as much as 9-2, I think, is a fair enough price. He, he could either go what, one way. He could either win or he'll just bomb out. Oh, yeah. I've, I can't have any confidence in him after the last twice. You can look. I'm, I'm happy enough to put a line through one poor run. Two in a row is worrying. Backing a horse who's ran abysmally two times in a row at nine to two, up against two horses who are in form. You know, and at the best, at a similar enough level to Defi Desai. No, can't see him at all at the prices. Not a fan. I'd give first flow an each way chance. In fact, I think he's a bigger threat than Deffy Desai. And I'm surprised he's 14 to 1. Gosh. Just loves a bog, doesn't he? That's what, is that what we're expecting on Saturday? Uh, well, Ascot's never really that soft, is it? But uh, it's not a Haydock uh, soft. That's. I just think he'll be found out in class. He's, he's, he's not the flashiest of horses, is he? He, he he puts his head down and he fights towards the line, but 
he might just get outpaced by Politolog and he'll just find himself absolutely swimming coming around the own bend. Oh, yeah, I, I can understand that, but I, I think he's likely to, you know, be plugging on. He's won five races in a row, including here over course and distance at Ascot when he won the uh, Hurst Park handicap chase back in November where he beat Amula Gold and Capeland. That form looks rock solid. You know, since Donna won the Castleford chase at Weatherby, He's up to a mark of 1.56 now, so they probably do have to have a swing in something like this for him. Each way perspective, yeah, I can I can see him reaching the frame at 14-1, to 1, especially because I don't like Deffy to sell at 9-2 at all. Fair enough. I, I'd be more on the side of Fanny and Destreval. Um He was travelling well last time in the Peterborough uh, when he fell three out, and he's still we've still not fully unlocked his potential uh, after that devastating victory uh, on his Rules debut, it, we, he's just never quite been the same horse. But there was glimmers of it last time in the Peterborough. Um, I think two mile round Ascot might find him out because I thought two mile four last time and the time before was what he was screaming out for. Um, but he's interesting in this because he goes on soft ground, and I think I think he's more of a bet for me than first floor if you're looking each way. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Are we both agree no Politolog probably wins? I'm I'm gonna side with waiting patiently. I, I, it's not that Politolog I mean, you feel like waiting patiently is the, the up and comer, but they're both of the same age, but I just feel there's a bit more to come from waiting patiently. And I I, I thought that was a really good run last time. And I know he's a mile down in trip. I think he, he's so versatile. He's won over two miles in lower quality before. I'd I, I fancy him here waiting patiently. Fair enough, mate. That's interesting. Do you think Politlog's a price at 11 to 8? Yeah. To say, to say he's the best um, two miler in England, I think he's a cracking price. Fair enough, mate. It's going to be a fascinating little race. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, other graded races on the card, uh, the matchbook betting podcast, Mayor's Hurdle, it's really the Warfield. It's a grade two over three miles. Roxana's four to five to beat Magic of Light at 11 to four. Eglantine to sign nine to two. Coded Message and Midnight Tune, the two outsiders, 28s and 33s. <sighs> all known form, Jim. Roxana takes all the beating here. Yeah, I think so. Bringing that third in last time from the long walk. Um, she wouldn't have to improve. She could even possibly regress. Uh, maybe a slight bit in that and still win this. I know Magic of Light's are so, so consistent and a, an admirable mare. Um, good win last time in that mare's chase. They've obviously brought uh, back over to England for this mare's hurdle, which is logical, really. It's a, it's a weak mare's grade two. They might as well uh, capitalise on that. And I think Roxana takes all the beating. If there's still four to five around, there isn't with a couple of people. I've, I think that's a cracking price, and uh, she's going to be one for the multiples this weekend. Looking forward to Cheltenham, Jim. Where would you be aiming, Roxana? Bears or the Stairs? That's a very good question. I'd, I'd chance it again with the uh, with the Stairs hurdle because on. On the day, you never really properly know, do you? We saw last year with Paisley Park, his disappointment. 
if he was to flop again, I think finishing third in a stage hurdle, for example, would be a lot more impressive than maybe finishing third in a mare's hurdle because there's two outstanding mares in that division at the minute. I think we could chuck Constatisa in as well as, a, as another one. That division is red hot at the minute. And as much as it almost looks like a, a, a 1v1 at the top of the stage hurdle market, I still think there's room in behind for horses to probably run on and run well. And I think, I think Roxana's performance last time valued the reasoning for her to go for that route. Yeah, I can understand that. I, 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 I'd be leaning uh, stairs. I think, you know, yeah. she, she, she's vulnerable to speed you're off, so two and a half miles. I, you wouldn't rule her out of maybe hitting the first four in a, in a stairs this season, so I don't think there's any depth in Ireland. Don't like any. Don't like any of theirs, apart from no. Ronald Pump. But I can't be having Cider Burley. I, I want to see it again from Florin Porter. Uh, so I, I can easily see her hitting the first three in the stairs hurdle. The Holloway's handicap hurdle as well. This is a decent little race. Grey three over two three six to one. Joint and Favs lightly squeeze and Danny Kerwin eighth. Janica. Interesting that he's over hurdles. Aravadurchi and Craig Nish. 11's Cateson. 12's Don Livon. Paddy's Motorbike. 14's Warlord. 20's Botox. Has IK Brunel. 22 to 1. Nordano. Jim, tight little handicap. This 6 to on the field. Where are you leaning? I've narrowed this down to to two that I really like in this. And I'll I'll start with the one at the bigger price. Paddy's Motorbike. Um, he's had nine starts over hurdles, two of them are wins, and, and they've been fairly recently, as, as we've seen in December and November. Um, since moving to uh, Sam Thomas, the horse has improved so much and uh, improved almost £8, £9. Um, now off a mark of 131, which I still think is workable, uh, looking at his last two victories in novice hurdles. I know they were all a bit weak, but <laughs> he's... He had a flat campaign before going over hurdles. Prior to the, his original novice hurdle career, he was a flat horse. Um, and he was running well on the flat, flat in them handicaps. And I still think there's just a bit of juice in his mark of 131. I think John Neal is a very valuable £5 claimer. And to have him in this sort of race could be quite useful. And I also see him as being quite a bit of a pace angle. We've seen him front running a lot, a lot of his novice hurdle uh, runs here. And... Going back to his old handicap form, he liked to front run there as well. And um, I can see two other horses trying pressure him for the league, but I don't think they'll be able to. Um, Danny Kerwin's normally one that's, that goes forward and Kateson is as well. But I just think at 12 to 1, I think for a trainer that's had an outstanding season so far and a, a valuable £5 claim, I think 12 to one's a fair enough price about Paddy's motorbike. The other one on my list is Craig Nish. Uh, three runs, two wins. One of them over hurdles and a third to the big breakaway on his hurdle debut. Um, he didn't really travel with much fluency in his Doncaster uh, win. I was worried that he was never really getting there at the time. But he battled on well in the ground and, and probably the softer the better it will be for him. He beat Ulverston that day rated one one four, So he's £10 higher than him. Um, if he can keep up, he'll keep galloping. I'm sure that he'll want further in time 
However, he's won a bumper over two mile one. He should be able to keep up here. The, the softer, the better. And he's off a lightweight of 10 stone six. I think eight to one's and also a very fair each way bet. I can see that, Jim. I can see that. I might have a bit of a swing here. Go on. Down in trip, I.K. Brunel at 20 to 1. Oof. Same form line. Wasn't, wasn't far behind Craig Nish uh, in that race behind the big breakaway. And Craig Nish, obviously, here is, is much better off at the weights uh, than that. He, he gets £9 off I.K. Brunel, so... By that form line, you have to give a good chance to the Henderson horse, have you, as you've just said. <sighs> he was a tidy enough novice hurdler last season, though. And the, the reverting back, back to uh, a trip where I think he's going to be more suitable for him. Ran twice in novice chases start of this season and did fairly well. Just couldn't quite get the better of Cool Hanley at Fontwell, but that was... A half decent affair. A fullback has won twice since, and he was in third. And then he was uh, third at Weatherby behind Shamblu and Snow Leopardess, who we've seen come out and you know and win for me uh, earlier this season. So he's not chasing form, despite not winning, is half reasonable. They dropped him back to hurdles last time out, and he travelled like everything was still there with him, and just faded at the end. He has won over three miles. But I think that was a little bit of a Mickey Mouse race. You know, I, I, I think he won that on ability rather than the fact that he's a genuine out-and-out three-miler. So dropping back to this sort of trip, I'd be confident that there's still a horse in here. Yeah, you know, and that, the Ali Murphy stable are in flying form as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I, I think he's priced like a horse who's out of form or regressing. And I don't think he's either. I think I can forgive his fairly disappointing effort last time out. And at 22-1, let's have a bit of a swing. I.K. Brunel. Fair enough. We're, we're looking to take on likely squeezing Danny Kerwin, then. Uh, well, Danny Kerwin's a bottle job. <laughs> That's the perfect way to put Danny Kerwin. I think I, I agree with everything you've just said. Well, no, to be fair, he did, you know, he broke his maiden ear at uh, at Ascot two starts ago. But you look for his form. How is he a one three three horse? He's having so just, on and off, isn't he? Having just won a maiden hurdle. You know the only run that gets him this mark is his second to Angel's Breath. Yeah. And that was twenty eighteen. All oh, right, that the maiden might be might have been quite a good race. You know, time flies by was a good bumper horse, etc. But outside of that, he's been beaten by some very very windy animals, and they've been some absolute stinkers in amongst there. Unlikely squeeze went on a right streak last season. You know, wouldn't have been far away in the Betfair. But this is this is a career high mark up three for a finishing third in the race that used to be the Ladbroke last time out. I prefer him to Danny Kerwin, but just off, off a career-high mark is a handicapper catching up with him. Of course, he represents that really, really strong Welsh champion hurdle form. Mm, yeah, I have to agree. Fair enough, Jim. We do a bit of agreeing at the minute, aren't we? Uh, the 3 o'clock is a bet 365 handicap chase over 2-5. Again, tidy little fair, this good boy Bobby. 
eleven to two, six to one Benny's King, thirteen to two, Dashel Drasher, one of the turf talk, twelve, same price Esquad eight's Capeland, nine's Windsor Avenue, twelve Jerry's back, fourteen Young Wolf, sixteen to one, bad them. Tidy races, Jim. Lots of horses, you know, low one fifties, mid to high one forties taking part here. I'm, you know, I wouldn't be sure I'd be backing off level weight. Yeah, I'd agree. If you called this a well, a conditions race, you you wouldn't really have them too far away. Um, I respect the most of them at the head of the market, and I and, and I don't think there is an awful lot between them. They've all been in fairly decent form this season. Um, good boy Bobby um, was second to Master Tommy Tucker and ran a uh, ran a cracker. Uh, in the Caspian Caviar last time, and you understand his place at the market, but I'm I'm just not quite sure him in bigger fields. I know he I know he ran in the Caspian Caviar and finished fourth, but he never really looked like winning the race at no stage, and he was beating a fair amount of distance. But he's better in these smaller fields, and he's, there's been a decent turnout for this, which slightly worries me for him. Um, Dashwood Drash has been penalised uh, heavily for. All, a sort of you could just say a race that fell apart in the end itchy feet never jumped Caribbean boy didn't look himself and Dashwood Drasher sort of capitalised and even though he did make a few uh, mistakes late on and he got tired I thought that was a really good performance and obviously the handicapper's not missed him he's up to a mark of 152 which is £9 higher he's entered in other races and I, I, I think I think I want to take him on now off a mark of 152. Off 143, I thought that was workable, but he's been penalised now, and obviously for that win last time. So I'm looking to take him on. Capeland at Wincanton was sort of, he sort of ended up there, didn't he, really? He was given an inch perfect ride by Darrell Jacob, who was on fire on that day at Wincanton, and he, he's up another £4 here. I'm probably going to look to take him on as well. So that leads me to Windsor Avenue, who is a horse that I've sort of disrespected quite a bit recently. And I need to give him a bit more appreciation than what he, than what he does, because he's had two nice performances this season. Uh, none of them winning, like, but there were two good performances in the Colin Parker and the Roland Merrick. He was disappointed in the Caspian Caviar. Um, I'm not quite sure Cheltenham's up his street, if I'm being honest. Um, step back down to two mile five will suit. He loves soft ground, and I think that Windsor Avenue could be a nice price at nine to one each way. I think he'll, I think he'll be there or thereabouts in this. I, I, I think he goes well on the ground, and he, I think two mile fives certainly off his street. Jim, go on. Are we double napping? No, no, no. Do you like him as well? Yeah, he's, he's going to be in my free. Gosh. Very, very keen. Look, if, if you buy the fact that Imperial Aura... He's is the best you thing know, since sliced bread. <laughs> yeah, and he's a you know, bona fide, correct second favourite for the Ryanair. There is not a chance in hell this horse is uh, only a 147 animal mm. on the Carlisle run. And bits of his form last season... Suggests he's not like that. He absolutely braid Ballymoy. You know, the race on, on his beginner's chase at Sedgefield was really good. You know, Western Rider was a was a very, very decent hurdler. 
Windsor Avenue, you know, did him up 25 lengths. He wasn't himself at Donny. I'm happy enough to say that. I don't think he was himself at Doncaster. And maybe he was quite feeling the effects of that when he came down uh, on the old car card last season, uh, which Sam Brown won, who is going for the Peter Marsh as well. But generally, I, I almost feel like Windsor Avenue's handicap mark is an illustration of his poor runs. His good yeah. ones make him better than this. Yeah. Bumped into two inform horses in the role of Merrick. Like you said, no issue with him stepping back down in trip. I put him up for the role of Merrick uh, on the Christmas preview. And I, I see no reason to desert him. Yeah, I think 9 to one's a fair enough price about him as well. Yeah. I agree. I agree. What a shame. Uh, I keep agreeing. This is like really weird for us two. Anything... Uh, else you want to mention on the Ascot card the 225 is a class 3 handicap chase with the, the forgotten one as a favourite for Richard Hobson anything on that? I'm a fan of the, uh, the forgotten one and in my little notepad I have Toppen Rich, next to his name I think he he could be a live wire for the Toppen I was really impressed with how he jumped the Glen Farkless cross country fences we're not sponsored by Glen Farkless so there was no reason why I said that, that at the beginning um, but he absolutely bossed the race at Catrick last time over 2-3 and it, it's not that he doesn't stay three miles, well, a grand national distance, but I think the top of him would be more up his street. Um, I'm, I, I don't exactly know the weights for that off the top of my head, um, sort of what you need to be to be in a top him, but he'll probably need to win this to get in. And oh, he'd get in off one foot. Would he? Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I, I, think, I think he's a live wire for that race. I like, I like that. I like I like the, any sort of planning towards Aintree, to be fair. I enjoy also worth mentioning Tritonic makes yeah, his uh, hurdles debut. It's also, the, there's loads in that as well. There's punctuation, uh, Stepney Causeway. I'm excited to see Salamanca School over, over a hurdle as well. That's a really exciting juvenile hurdle. Tritonic's the best uh, flat horse to go juvenile hurdle in this season, is he? In terms of official rating, he won't be far off. Yeah, you'd say so. Good animal. Should make a hurdler as well. Can't wait to see that. Hey, Doc Jim, I say you're just down the road. You said you'd be surprised if it were on. Yeah, it's absolutely exactly. not stopped raining near me. Um, rain, snow, sleet, you name it. It hasn't stopped since Monday. And somehow they've passed the inspection this morning. And whether they'll pass it the one on Friday or pass the one on Saturday will be a completely different question, but... For me, it's going to be absolute bottomless stuff if it is on. So, the next half hour or so might be absolutely pointless. Uh, the Altcar Novice Chase, Jim, are you taking Alat on? He's 13 to 8 on to beat Silver Hallmark, Marone, Empire Steel, and Galahad Quest. Um, I'm not taking him on, but I think the price is far too short. I won't be having him at eight to thirteen. I know. I know he was impressive last time, but I, th- I think that who knows in these sorts of novice chases, I, I won't be back in eight to thirteens. Fair enough, Jim. Nice to have a Grade Two novice chase that has more than four runners as well. What a treat for us all. Uh, for what it's worth, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, Jim, it don't have to be much more. It's still above average. 
It still do. Uh, no, I think how that might end up being the biggest threat to on Violin. If they want to go down that route. Certainly with Mazir Dino Bow not turning up now. He's not going to chalk them at all. Which is a bit of a shame. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd expect Alat to get the job done here. I think he's a pretty, pretty decent one. Although Silver Hallmark. He's a horse I do like. Gave a fair beating to McFabulous last season. And very nearly did Fiddler on the roof over. Yeah, I, he, he would have been an ideal candidate for the... Close oh, brothers, yeah, the close yeah. brothers. I, I, I feel a bit sorry for Silver Hallmark because I, I was looking at him, his performance last time and, and looking at his sort of profile and I thought that would be bang up his street. Um, so it's disappointing that's not there. It'd be interesting to see what they do with him. Um, I think he'll run well here and he's the more likely second. I know Marone uh, has got the flashier profile, but I thought that Silver Hallmark second last time was really, really good. Speaking of that, Jim, they pulled well clear of a sporting John who wasn't himself that day, but have you heard anything as to his well-being, sporting John? No, I haven't heard no. a lot from him, really. No, me neither. It was a very exciting not to win this season, but, this, uh, you know, he flopped badly that day, and I've, I, I, I don't know why I've not heard anything, so uh, let us know if you're aware about uh, the well-being of sporting John at the minute, whether we're likely to see him again at all this season. Moving away, Jim, the Rossington main novices hurdle. Uh, well done to Skybet for having a race that has the word Skybet Supreme Trial in it, and it not just being called the Skybet Supreme Trial. We like that, <laughs> keeping the registered name in there. Uh, 15 to 85, Landin, a lad to beat Manella Drama, 3 to 1, Nad to Prada, 9 to 2, Favoir, 5s, and anything for love, 10s. Anything strong in this, mate? I really like the chances of Manella Drama in this, and I, th- I think. He'll be able to turn over the favourite. Um, Landinabro lad beat Manella Drama by five and a half lengths at Bangor. Um, and, <laughs> I mean, it was Manella Drama's first run over uh, hurdles and over rules here. And he was getting five pounds. Uh, Landinabro lad was giving, uh, getting five pounds off Manella Drama with the five pound claim of James Nixon. Um I think Manella Drama's a different horse to what he is now. Um, he's more experienced, his jumping's a lot better, and the form from last time is working out quite well. He carried a penalty beating Ballybeg in the Great Falco. Now, Ballybeg since hosed up in a, um, in a novice at Hereford, and the Great Falco ran with plenty of credit today uh, behind a nice one of Dan Skelton's at Ludlow finished second, not beaten too far. And I just feel like Manila Drama is now getting the weight off landing a ball lad because uh, he has to carry the penalty. And I think that he's got a decent chance here at 3-1. to one. I think Donald McCainyard do notoriously well at Haydock. Interesting Santos and Davies booked for the ride. You can expect a power pack finish. I think 3 to one's a cracking price. Fair enough, Jimmy. This hack up. And yeah, like you said, a race that's worked out fairly well at Bangor on D. Uh, Landinabo lad might be the sort of horse who I feel could end up being fairly underrated, though. Yeah. If I'm honest. Because he's not particularly sexy, is he? No. But he, sh- he came out with the best horse on the way in, in the kennel gate. It's 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 a trappy one, and I don't think I'd be touching it. Mm. Uh, but 
I agree that Tom Simmons has obviously split with David Dennis now as well this week. Dennis is setting up again on his scent. Uh, the Tom Simmons horse is the right favourite. But it is dangerous enough to dismiss horses who've been winning poor races easily. Yeah, and, I, I, like, I, I agree. And like you said, to be fair, Jim, the Banger race was a alright race for a Banger novice hurdle. Yeah. And I, I think he relished the heavy ground last time. And I know Landina Bolad did relish the ground uh, in the that listed novice hurdle. But I think the race fell apart a bit there. They, they cut each other's throats too far out. And the do-your-job hasn't been as good as what I was hoping he was. Uh, Fleck of Ayu is disappointed. And I know he was second behind my Drogo last time. But I think he still has to step up on it again in this company. Fair enough, mate. Tidy, tidy little event. Do you think it'll have any sort of relevance on the Supreme? No, no whatsoever. <laughs> I'd agree with you on that one, mate. Uh, another small field race on the card as well is the new one, Unibet Hurdle. Nice to see Booba there back out, but I won't be touching him at 7-4. on to a bit bally handy at 9-4. Navajo pass completes the free. At eleven to one, if you're having a bet in this, it's Ballyande. Yeah, surely. Uh, it's probably best not to, but Ballyande is the price. So the Boover Day, you don't know what he's going to be like after that. Um, we saw all the footage of him in the fighting fifth last season. What happened to him? And he he just took a full season to recover. This is his first run back. Hopefully, he runs well. Well, I quite like him to win. Uh, just to sort of chuck another spear into the uh, champion hurdle market. Uh, if you fancy Boover for the champion hurdle market, back in now before this race, because you know what bookies are like. You're going to win by half a length all out, and uh, they'll halve him in price. So take your price now. Do I think you'll win? Yes. But four to seven, you couldn't be backing him. That's a very, very fair assessment. I'd 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 have the pair uh, closer in price as well. Like like you said, I think if you are betting in this race, it has to be Baliande, who is generally one of the most consistent two-mile hurdlers around. You know, generally tends to run somewhere between 154 and 158. He's currently on OR. He's 157, although arguably might have been a bit disappointing. Uh, never got involved in the Christmas herd the last time out, but nothing really did. To be honest, prior to that, his third in the in the international was was a really really decent race, even though that might have panned out a little bit in his favour. I'm a big Bouvardet fan. Everyone knows that, but it's got to be a watch. It's got to be a sit and watch. Yeah, after a read. The Peter Marsh Jim. Interesting one this year. Royal Pagai 9-4-5 to beat Sam Brown at 4-1. 6-1 Sam's Adventure. 10's Lanham of Pippin. AC Milan and Potter's Legend. 14's Just Your Type. 20's Smooth Stepper. And then 22's The Outsiders. Cleve Hill and Claude and Goldie. Jim, we'll start here with the favourite. I was a huge fan of Royal Pagai. I put him up on Twitter at 7-1 the night before he went off. And hacked up at 9-2. Oh, at Kempton over Christmas. 
prior course form at Haydock on heavy ground. Now almost £19 higher in the official ratings. She's got a whole host of entries at Cheltenham. And I think this might be the horse that wins the National Hunt chase. If he's that good, he should be winning this. Interesting. I, I, he's got a plethora of uh, entries, hasn't he? Uh, including a Gold Cup entry, which everyone automatically thinks, oh, Gold Cup entry. Um, he did absolutely nothing wrong last time, apart from jump out to his left quite a bit. Uh, but back at Haydock around the left-handed track, that'll, that'll sort itself out. Uh, Captain Ord ran well as well. He, he's at he ran with plenty of credit as well. It'd be interesting to see where he goes next. Um, I'm probably going to look to take him on. I, I know I know that he could be an absolute good thing, but I'm just not 100% sold on him. Well, I think he's a good horse, but I think Haydock 3 mile 2 on heavy ground could absolutely bottom him. And like you said, I think 4 mile, four mile might be the best option for him, and I think he'd go very well in that. But this race is probably not the ideal stepping stone for for a bigger target, if I'm being honest. You're sort of looking for a horse whose big day is the Peter Marsh, if you get what I mean. Oh, I disagree. I think this lad looks solid. In terms of, I don't think he's the sort of horse who gets bottomed. I can see him doing, you know, Yalarenki behaviour in the future. I, I don't think he's a bit soft. Just whether, whether giving this weight away to some season handicappers might be a bit of an ask. And in fact, saying that I think he'll win the National Hunt Chase, not 100% sure I'd like to see anything run on every round at Haydock. No, before. we had a brief, brief conversation about that, didn't we? You don't... It's not like the Grand National trial is never an ideal prep for the Grand National. No, not at all. But I do think, I do think he's the best horse in this race. And I'd be confident that race conditions should suit him. It's just whether he has enough in hand of the handicapper. Away from him, Jim, what do you make of Sam Brown? I said I put him up last season to win the old car when he was outsider of the four uh, on the Friday. Ended up having a bit of money, actually. He went off nine to two. Hard to really put a figure on his form since then, though, because he ran no sort of race in the Reynolds Town. His showing in the Colin Parker was better. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, the stable are going pretty well at the minute. Um, I mean, I think Ben Godfrey's on a 36% strike rate in the last 14 days. Uh, and Anthony Honeyball's horses are on a 25% strike rate in the last 14 days. So the yard are currently going well. The question mark with me here is... Does he want this sort of slog? And although he appears he might, I'm just worried that he might not want it. If you get what I mean, he might look to want a, a severe stamina test, but will he actually show it? Because I thought that it was a fair enough stamina test in the Reynolds Town last time, and he just didn't really look up for it. I know something must have been up that day because he just wasn't himself. But do you think four to one is a short enough price about a horse that is disappointed on his last two starts? Well, not disappointed in his last start, but you would have liked to see him a bit more in, to be bang up here in a Peter Marsh. Well, if 
if we think Windsor Avenue is better than a 147 horse, does that mean Sam Brown, who's technically running here off the same mark, given that Ben Godfrey takes a five off, he must be he must be the same based on the running that Carlisle. Yeah. But I go on. Is he I'm not sure whether he's the most robust of types. Yeah. You would so you won't like to see him getting in a scrap late on, or are you saying that he's not he can't be turned out as quickly? That maybe that's just because he had such a long time off, you know, from being a novice hurdler. To novice chasing, you know, three three years he missed. But I, I want, I want a horse who I think I'd be confident would be able to cope if it turned into a bit of a slog, and I'm not quite sure I have that with Sam Brown. Mm. Sam's on venture is a slog, and he won the Tommy Whittle. What do you make of his chances? Yeah, like you said, he he's, he slogged it out well in the Tommy Whittle last year. You, you see horses that target these sorts of races um, last season Lord de Manil was one of them and uh, Sam's adventure seems to be aiming for these three mile two handicaps at Haydock, we've seen him run there last twice he's got no qualms with the distance the ground, the track um, up another six pounds that's my only worry I, I, I know that he won fairly well enough last time but it's a it's, it's, Creeping up the handicap. I know he's only off 10 7 as, as the top horses are at high 150s, uh, 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 150 horses, sorry. So the weight's no problem in this, in the end, but I, I, I just, he's not as consistent as I quite like him to be. He, he throws in the occasional shocker every now and again, and he's not for me. And I, I know I'm about to say slightly the similar, same thing about this, but I quite like the chances of Smooth Stepper. Um, he won the Grand National Trial last year, all, all the thanks uh, to, I, I think, a, a fall at the last. But he has a really, really good record on heavy ground at Haydock, which I, a, I can't reiterate how much I think that's going to be required this weekend. And he seems to like racing fairly regularly, and, and he doesn't often get regularly campaigned. They tend to like leave him out due to the sort of styles of races that there are. But his, his last run was last December. Normally, they give him two months, three months off. And I think he quite likes to be stiffly campaigned. I think this is what they've probably been aiming for with him. I know he's at the age of 12 and he's, he's at the peak of progression. But I just feel like 20 to one's a bit of an insult to him in this. Fair enough, mate. I can I can half see it. I can half see it. Uh I probably am going to be with Royal Pagai. Do you know what? I'd actually probably be more confident about him at Cheltenham than I would be hearing this. But I think he's probably a greater level performer and if he is, he has to be winning this. Yeah, I agree. I'd be a lot more confident on him if they were at, uh, if they were at Cheltenham in March. I love the Peter Mask because it's a staying chase, but it's a race I find very, very tricky. Always. Yeah. I don't think I've ever picked the winner of it. <laughs> it's not like you to pick a not to pick a staying chaser. No, it's a it's a tough one, isn't it? Because if if I had a horse who I thought was good enough to win other things, I wouldn't run them in the Peter Marsh. 
Yeah, I agree. Because it's a race that can, that's always hard and always looks like it's going to take a lot out of the winner. Uh, do you remember who won it when we went to watch a couple of years ago? Was Ballydine in the first two? I think he was. I think I backed Ballydine and he was beaten by one of my all-time favourite staying chasers. Oh, was it a Tizard horse? Was it Robin's first? No. No. Go on. Wakanda. Wakanda. Who, who probably did win every good Northern staying chase. He did. In his career. What a little boy he was. Can't believe we never saw him in the Grand National. He'd have absolutely loved it. Uh, anything else from Haydock? Oh, I like uh, Black Pirate. And it's said Sky Pirate. Uh, in the 350, um, he's had wind surgery. Had a, his first chase start last time in a handicap chase. He's in with the big boys here. He'll, he'll certainly have brushed up on his jumping. It wasn't inch perfect last time. Um, dropped two pounds for that. Uh, and Danny McMenamin takes three off his back. I think six to one is a nice enough price about him. What race is that in, Jim? The 350 at Haydock. 350. Black Pirate, yeah, for the Ewart team. Uh, Jim, you also wanted to mention Taunton. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting card down there. There's a, a really interesting novice hurdle uh, to start the card. And um, Nichols has got two nice novices out this weekend. Uh, in the 12.30 at Taunton, there's a lot more businesses in that. Um, high, highly regarded and was a really nice winner at Chepstow last time in a race that's worked out to be fairly decent. And his other ones at the the last race at Ascot, I forgot to mention, Jeremy's pass, he beat Sizable Sam uh, on Sizable Sam's novice hurdle start, first one. Uh, and there was a bit of a swish of a tail. and I wasn't quite sure, but there was plenty of promise about him in that. So they're the two Nicholses to, to brush up on at the two novices. Um, also in the Sea Lot More business race, Tile Tappers in there, who was third uh, in the Tolworth, which adds a, a decent fall line to see how good Sea Lot More business is. Have you not? Have you not seen that Santini's running for Evan Williams? Santini. Yeah, we're Evan Williams now. Number eleven, Connor Ring on board. <laughs> the boat. Oh yes, we can get a few bites with that on Twitter. That'll be fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's nothing more than I love than antagonising Santini fans. Um, to turn at Taunton is the, the star race on the card. Um, it's their main race of the season. It's, it's the Portman Cup chase. Yalo Enki, uh, if the cat fits, rock the Casbah. The mighty Don's in there as well. Um, I'm I'm a fan of if the cat fits over three mile four. We've been banging on the drum for years for him stepping up, stepping up. And last time he absolutely flew home in the Corto Star after being completely outpaced and never looked even in the race. And then all of a sudden he appeared third. Um, I, I think he'll have to carry on staying on well to beat Yalarenki. But three to one's a fair enough price about if the cap fits and, uh, and he really interests me. Do you think if the cap fits is a bet in that, Lou? Uh no, if if I was to have a bet, it'd be on Rock the Casbah, who hasn't ran since Yalarenki beat him uh, in this last season. Obviously, it's all off level weights as well. 
Uh, apart from actually Dr. Uh, Doctor Newland's horse over from France, Al Rock, who's got some good form uh, in France, placed in a grade two at Artois last time out. He won a listed event over there before that. So he's an interesting British newcomer for Dr. Richard Newland. Uh, but no, Yalanenki's Yal- the right favourite and he should win. But I don't think these... There's loads between him and Rockley Kazbar on best form, even though the, the handicapper thinks he's £13 worth of difference. It's not that much. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And also, Tom O'Brien gets on really well with Rockley Kazbar. Um, he's ridden him three times, and two of them have won, and he was second in this last year. So I think that's an interesting angle. Yeah, yeah look, he's, he, he, he had a good season last year. Didn't win, but finished second in two good races. Uh so that's seven to one. I'd re- I think he's a better price than Yalarenki at a shade of even money, but obviously Yalarenki has a lot less to prove in terms of current well-being. Uh, the sort of one I live on can't be. I mean, if the cap fits against these lot, you know, proper, experienced, hard and tight. So we're going to say good jumpers, although you know. Yalarenki fell two starts ago in the future. <laughs> and Rock Rock Kazbaz not being the safest conveyance in the past. Uh if the Catholics can't jump, can he? I think I think he can, and a distance like this might be able to get him into a bit of a rhythm. Um I think three to one's a fair enough price. I I really like him for this. What about the mighty Don? He was half in mind. As a national lunch chase horse, me, he's a really, really slow animal. Yeah, and he's been entered for the national lunch chase saw the other day, which I was quite happy about. Um, there's a, there's so many horses that could go that route. I, I find it it could be absolutely fascinating, and it could be arguably be more hotter than the RSA as that's looked sewn up already. Um, like I, I, said, I don't. Can I interrupt there? Because I don't think it will be hotter in terms of, you know. What you'll get is a... Competitiveness, it'll be hard. Yeah, but I, I could see that maybe there might be more 140-plus horses in the National Hunt chase, but they'll all be the band of 140 to 145, whereas I think his monkfish might scare everyone off and they might be him, latest exhibition, the big breakaway. You know, next destination, who are the four with potential to go, you know, 155-plus, but if you had, you know, your likes of Royal Pagai, the Mighty Don. Yeah, I agree completely, mate. Why Why they might be... I don't want to say strength in depth, because that's not exactly the right term, because the RSA will be better. But they, they, might, be, they might end up being more decent horses in the National Chase. Yeah. Just with the, with, with the uh, cream skimmed off the top in the RSA. Yeah, I, I, that's... You put that perfectly. Um, just another mention for the National Chase. Fascinating that Pencil Full of Lead's been entered into it. I, th- I think uh, he could, I'd rather be with him from the Gordon Elliott Yard than Galvin. Um, I think he's fascinating stepping up into that tri- sort of trip. Uh, and the 245 at Taunton over hurdles, brewing up a storm's been reverted back over, uh, back over the smaller obstacles, which I think's a lot more fascinating. The Yard have been going really well recently and it's not that he wasn't going well over fences uh, it's just he's been tried in hot hot company and he struggled uh, his two novice chase wins 
was good and then and disappointing at Cheltenham, but the yard had been under a bit of a stone, really. And I think if he could carry a, a, a heavy weight round here, it could be a pretty impressive performance and certainly opens options for him. And I'm looking forward to seeing Bruno for Storm back over hurdles. I know we're both big fan of him, aren't we? Uh, running out of we're, time. We're a big fan of him. We were, yeah, we were. I, I thought, I thought he was en route to Grade One level, but he's not done it, has he? No, he's he's regressed, hasn't he? Um, which sad to see, but there's some nice horses in that. Jolly's cracked it. Uh, Gartrow, Chore, Amolden away. And the last race that I'm going to talk about, so that then you can shut me up, uh, is the 4.30 at Taunton, where I like the chances of Drashon Ruby in this. I was really impressed uh, with how Drashon Ruby travelled, well, sort of creeped into the race last time, just looked slightly one pace and looked like would improve for the run, um, for the same colours and connections as Drashel, Dashel Drasher. Um, and... Larkin Williams taking £3 off will help. I think, I don't know the price of that. There's no betting up just of yet, but I think that Drasher uh, of Ruby is interested in that Mayor's National Flat Race. Fair enough, buddy. Uh, I think it's worth mentioning on Saturday at Navan. Decent enough beginners chase. Deffy Blur back out. He got injured early on last season. He takes on Lord Royal, who are. Uh, our friend Liam mentioned at the start of the season as being a potential nice novice chase. It's not quite happened for him yet. Quite disappointing on his two starts so far, but hopefully there's still a horse in there. The big dog as well for Peter Fahey. He's a reasonable enough animal. Uh, the Sunday at Furless, we don't have final decks, but they've got two grade twos on as well. The Horse and Jockey Hotel chase has familiar names in there. Entered Alaho, an easy game would probably be the headliners, although Battle Over Doyen, who, you know, has had quite a decent season so far. He's in the entries as well, so to Balco de Flow and 2A Permi. Uh, and is the, uh, the Mayor's Novice Chase, which I say as Mayor's Novice Chases are, shouldn't really be a great two, but Cole Reeve is in there and it'd be nice to see her out again. I hope they go Mayor's Chase with her. So do I. I really like her for that. And she's probably where I might aim for at the minute, for that race. Yeah, she's my idea of the winner. Yeah. But it depends on what happens with Benny. Yeah, it all depends with Benny. And we have heard absolutely jack all about her so far. Yeah, hopefully we'll see her soon enough as well. And, and uh, get to know what sort of plan there is for Benny Did you, whether they're going chasing or hurdling. Maybe if Colreevy runs at the weekend, that might make their mind up and decide to send Benny back over hurdles, knowing they've got one for the for the chase. Although, saying Willie Mullins has one for the Mayor's chase, Willie Mullins will have five for both. Uh, nap time, Jimbo. Where Ooh. are we leaning? Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to nap the forgotten one. I really, really like him in the 225 at Ascot. Um, I'm going to next best Paddy's motorbike. I think he's got also a very good chance in the Holloways. And I'm going to reserve Windsor Avenue 
in the race. Is it the race after the Clowns House? It's just escaped me. I, I'm trying to stay away from Haydock. I, I, I probably will uh, back Smooth Stepper at Haydock and Manella Drama in the Rossington, but I'm just not 100% it's going to be on as of the time. And Black Pirate as well. They're, they're my three there. So I've been a bit greedy, but um, I tend to stay away from um, Haydock for the time being. Fair enough, mate. I'm going to... I'm going to nap uh, Windsor Avenue. There's nothing... Look, there's a lot I quite like at short odds, but you don't want to nap. You don't want a, you know, a nap comp full of three odds on shots. Allard should win. Roxana should win. Uh, but, you know, your grandma could tell you that. <laughs> so, we'll be interesting. We'll go... We'll, we'll nap Windsor Avenue... And our next best IK, Brunel. Go on. Go on. Big swings. Let's have the 20s, yeah. Look, it's a tidy race. It's a good race. But I think the price is very generous for a horse who is not out of form or regressing. And you can make a viable excuse for him not staying last time out. Uh, and I'll reserve pull it along just because he wins. Fair enough. Well, a, I sound really confident about that because I, it's, I sound like I'm disrespectful of waiting patiently. I think Politolog absolutely batters Deffy de Soy on recent showings. Waiting patiently is a horrific little curveball, isn't it? Uh, but I I think if you'd have said to me this time last week Politolog would be odds against to win this. I'd have been surprised. So as long as he stays odds against, yeah, I think he's a fair enough price. Uh, and waiting patiently will flash home into second and then go and win the Ascot chase. Fair enough. Uh, it's a really, really interesting weekend of racing. Let's just hope it all stays on. What odds are you giving me on that? Ascot, uh, hey, Doctor, be on. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to be tight. I'll give you... 11 to 10. I've I'll got hair uh, hey, docks on. I'm, I'm on the stingy side. I wanted at least fives. Oh, no. Never. Nowhere. Nowhere near. I'd, I'd, I'd never bet on that sort of stuff either. <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening to Turf Talk this week. Hopefully we've found you a few winners. If you've not listened to our second episode of Jocked Off as well, go and give that a listen. Uh, we had a really good laugh recording it and hopefully it'll make you laugh a few times as well. Uh, we'll have more of them coming out in the coming weeks. Uh, thanks to Rating the Races for all their support. Thanks to you for listening. Uh, thanks to Watson for joining me. And thank you for hosting. Yay. What a nice day we've had. Uh, see you all in a bit. See you later. <laughs>